1: Don't look now, but this is it. I think it's number 26 of the Simon Says podcast. Welcome. Wow. Do we
2: have to get off our parents' insurance now?
1: Uh, we keep doing those dang age analogies, don't we? <laughs> well, welcome to it. It's Sean and Charlie and Maddie here from the Get Up Show, and this is it, the Simon Says Podcast. Please like it and rate it. Share it with everybody you know. We had so much fun, I think it was on the last one, doing the slogan off, the famous good time game where I give a slogan and you guys try and tell me what the product is, that let's do another quick round of that just to get everybody loosened and limbered up a little bit. Okay. All right, so you'll ring in with your name, and I'll give you a slogan. We'll start off with an easy one and see who gets it. Taste the rainbow. Maddie. I heard Maddie. Skittles. Skittles is right. Oh, and let me say, I went back and listened to last week's podcast, and Charlie, hearing what came out of the speakers, I did hear your name first, but the way that this thing has a delay... I'm just. I know and that's it. so
2: frustrating because I know I said it first,
1: I'm, and then I feel I'm, you. don't
2: ever get to go.
1: I feel you. So we'll just see. You know, sometimes Maddie's slow, and that works to your advantage. Huh? Here's your next slogan: Save money, live better.
2: Oh gosh, I forgot what that is.
1: Maddie, Walgreens. Ooh, you said part of it. It's Walmart. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up next, the happiest place on earth. Charlie. Charlie.
2: Disneyland.
1: Yes, or Disney World. I'll accept Disneyland just this once. Good to the last drop. Charlie. I heard Charlie first. Maxwell House. It is Maxwell House. At the heart of the image. Mm. (laughs) Maddie, Go ahead. Kodak? Ooh, you were in the right industry. It's Nikon. (laughs) Mm, Very good. Here's another difficult one. When there is no tomorrow... Maddie, wow! Yeah, go ahead. Forbes and Dick. It, well, it's Dude, FedEx.
3: what? The funeral. Home.
1: FedEx is the right when <laughs> there is no tomorrow. I like that. Okay, here's another one that probably might be difficult. Impossible is nothing.
2: That's too vague. <laughs> <laughs> IBM.
1: No, it's Adidas. Oh,
2: and really? I,
1: look, I don't want to know if you BM. Okay. <laughs> hey. Imagination at work. Maddie. Go. Uh, Intel. General Electric. No, nope, mm. you're wrong. The <laughs> the best a man can get. Charlie. Go ahead, Charlie. Schick. Ah, uh, you know, Ma- you're in the right area. It's S- Gillette. Gillette.
3: Oh, I was going to say Stetson.
1: <laughs> Just a couple more because this is getting sad. What's in your wallet? Maddie. Charlie. I heard Maddie first. A condom. Capital <laughs> One.
2: Hey, I guess, you didn't even let me guess.
1: Capital One is the right answer. All right, we'll do, like, I don't know, one or two more. Can you hear me now? Charlie. Go ahead, Charlie. Verizon. Verizon is correct. All right, one more. Share the moments, share life. Maddie. Maddie? Maybe it's Maybelline. Nah, it's Kodak, <laughs> the one you had earlier. I thought oh. maybe you get it right. Anyway, so that's how we play the slogan off. We might never play it again. It's been so hot outside. And when it's hot like this, it makes me so thankful that I'm a grown up and I can do exactly what I want. And when I get those reports from Duke Power and they show the little graph and they say, the average home uses this much power, (laughs) the efficient home uses this much power, and you use this much. And the graph goes off the page. Right. Right. You just look awful. I'm like, screw you guys. Because in the wintertime, I'm the winner. You know, in the winter time I'm using no power. I'm I'm way better than the efficient home. So it all balances out on the year. Which but I'm I feel gonna, like
3: it's funny because you get that from Duke Energy in the summer. They're like, "You're not efficient. Look how much you use." And yeah. then in the winter it's like Piedmont Natural Gas comes in. And they're like, right.
2: ah, they're like, ah, "You're ah, not efficient." Ah, stupid.
1: <laughs> they, Look at this. They
2: trade places in the seasons
1: but I don't run heat in the wintertime. My house is insulated such, and I'm warm enough, so no. you might see your breath in my house in the wintertime, but I'm I'm balancing it out.
2: Yeah, it has absolutely nothing to do with how well your house is insulated and everything to do with the fact that your temperature runs at 145.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I'm doing better, though. They even said in the latest report that July 2020, I'm doing better than I did July 2019, and probably year to year to year, I'm doing better because I can tell you that I'm usually a 67, 68 degrees on the thermostat, and this year it's almost always been around 70. Which wow. Now, yeah. See, normally 70 to me would be like, good God, what's going on in here? What are you trying to make? Yeah, we biscuits? know.
2: <laughs> we know.
1: It's been amazing. All summer I've been
3: wearing shorts again. I forgot how nice it is in the summer to wear shorts. Because normally we'd be in the building and we can't.
2: We cannot. He keeps it a meat locker in the studio and that's not a joke. And so Maddie and I have to keep sweatshirts there at the studio. I have to, if I wear sandals, I have to have an extra pair of socks in my drawer and put them on so that I can go in the studio and my toes won't fall off.
3: I haven't had to wear a slinket yet that was so dramatic
2: <laughs> drama it's queen. true
1: yeah i'm it so is sad so true. for you but um you know when i was a kid and i was at the mercy of other people it was a completely different story and probably with you guys too there were rules about that stuff we didn't oh, have yeah. ac growing up
3: no nah. didn't no no not in new hampshire not my house we had a whole house fan that thing was the worst Oh, oh a big was loud it in the one? attic? Yeah, was it was it upstairs. In the, yeah, in the, in the attic. My parents only turned it on at night, and then it would just it just was loud, and it would suck the air through the house. And so all that would happen is all the doors would slam, and then <laughs> that was it. And then you other, <laughs> other than that, you open your windows, run a couple fans, and then the no Cms would come in and eat you alive. It was you know real nice summers were my hot? favorite
2: how hot does it get or how hot did it get in new hampshire hot enough to be
3: uncomfortable i mean it's really? not we're not talking surface of the sun like it's around here but still it was it wasn't fun <laughs> well
1: there's there's that and then like my grandmother had a rule i used to spend summers at my grandmother's house on the eastern shore of virginia and i don't know if i've told you guys this on the podcast before or not but she was one of those women who had the rule that the air conditioner didn't get turned on until after the 4th of july And it didn't matter if it was one of those crazy heat wave years. Mm -hmm. That was her rule. And it didn't matter if there was company coming or if it was 110 or whatever. Fourth of July was the rule.
2: I don't think my grandparents had air conditioning at all. They had window fans. um, One of those big like industrial metal fans that fit in the window. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
2: And, And but I don't think they had air conditioning at all. My nah. favorite
3: was, I think, I was, I was in college. My parents finally put an AC unit
1: in, but they just put it in their bedroom.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> such that was dicks. the other thing.
1: <laughs> that was the other thing on the Eastern Shore. If anybody had air conditioning, it was in the little bedroom upstairs. And we didn't have it in, in any of the little farmhouses and stuff that I remember living in when I was a kid on the Eastern Shore. We never had any air conditioning. And if we went to somebody's house that had it, it was like, oh my God, they're rich. Hmm wow it smells so good in there you know because it didn't smell like outside because you get that people get that humidity and it's like the outside is on the inside in the summertime and everything inside is all moist everything see that's where i felt like i had made it in life when
3: i moved to north carolina and all the apartments we looked at was like central air i'm like i made it in life
1: yes (laughs) this is great and do you remember when you were a kid in the summertime, going out for your daily adventures? Like when you finally rolled out of bed and you put on your cutoffs, and you, of course, you weren't wearing shoes, and you would go out and you would misjudge it, and you maybe you would start in a shady spot of the street, and it was okay, and then you'd be halfway between your house and your friend's house, and you would hit that blacktop, and it would mm-hmm. be like you could almost smell your feet cooking, yeah, and you would there would be nowhere to go, you know? But that's how you got cooking. tough feet sizzle and sizzle and sizzle until you got to that little patch of green grass and it would be like, oh my God, yes. Yes. It was such was, a relief.
2: That was the sign of summertime. Kids dancing barefoot down the street because their feet are burning.
3: Although my favorite is when it's so hot that even the grass burns. Or or it's because it's so dry that yeah. it just it's like,
1: I'll cut you. Oh yeah, that's true too. Kids now don't know anything about that stuff. No, they're
2: oh, not at all. We were just talking about like what, what do kids do, especially if you have like single, um, you know, like only children, how do they entertain themselves during the summer? And I will tell you, granted, I lived in a small town, but every day during the summer that was not raining, I got up, did whatever I had to do, ate my breakfast. da, 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 da. Our city pool opened at one o'clock. I was on my bike, headed to the pool every single day rode all the way there which was like i'm gonna say maybe two miles Mm. and all the way home at time to come home and that was what i did every single day
1: yeah kids now might have a virtual reality video game where they ride a bike to the pool or (laughs) they try to stay off the hot pavement
2: they're watching a youtube video of someone else riding their bike to the pool yeah
3: <laughs> oh, look at him. Wow.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else hot weather is bad for is your vinyl records. Have you figured out a way to listen to your warped records? This is a serious problem for people out there who love their vinyl.
3: I okay, so I asked a guy who does a lot with records and stuff. I've got a few records that I'd got in DC that I I, I just thought about and wanted to listen to and realized that a few of them are warped because I'd left them in my car. And he was like, well, you know, one thing I read was you could put them between two pieces of glass and two panes of glass and put it in the oven. Ooh. And the, the other thing is to leave them out, you know, under, you know, a couple heavy things, put them out in the sun. I'm thinking, well, now's the time. So I'm I'm actually yeah. gearing up. I haven't tried it yet, but since it's so blazing hot to go try that.
2: So do you have something big and flat and heavy to lay on top of it i've got an idea busy
1: i'm kind (laughs) of (laughs) busy i've
3: got some ideas i'm really thinking just putting out like a beach towel and then finding a bunch of really super heavy books or something like that but either way i gotta try something because there's there's a couple of them like i still want to listen to i have one it was like
1: a cool doc watson record that i got and it got all warped have you tried the old trick because i've You know, I got a ton of records, and I used to play them all the time, and short of getting so frustrated, I would get in my car and drive all the way to Hillsborough Street in Raleigh and go to Reader's Corner and buy another copy, which is what I used to do on a Saturday when I would get frustrated with a warped record, Um, take change, take like a couple of pennies and put put it on the control arm right on top of the needle, and that'll put more weight on the needle, and sometimes it'll play through a lot of stuff. It'll play through a warp. Have you tried yeah. that?
3: No, I haven't, but at the same time I feel like the ones that I'm thinking of were in my car for too long and I think they're a little too far gone. I I might try that with another one, but I love I love here we are in 2020 and I'm trying to figure out how do I get the warps out of my vinyl records? Well, I'm picturing I will tell your, you
1: you don't deserve vinyl records if you left them in your car. This
2: was free right. this is before I really got into it. I'm picturing these records looking like the cartoon clamshell that's like. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah.
3: I mean, I wouldn't say I'm probably dramatizing them. They're not quite like you could put fruit in them, but <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not great. I just there was one like a back. I can't remember. It was like when I was living in D.C. And so I wasn't really co- collecting records, but I got this one that I really want to listen to now. And I'm like, I can't I can't play it. Huh. Well, what is it? What's the name of the... You know I'm good at this.
1: What's the name of the record? Oh,
3: well, okay. So I really was into Tribe Called Quest, and Uh they had a record called The Low End Theory. So they put out a record, and it's nothing but the sample. So like all the songs that they sampled for the, the, the record, it's like four or five records of that. So it's all the different songs that they use for samples. And I think that would be really cool to go back and listen to. You just lost me. I know.
1: See what you I'm said, not going
2: right? to search like... for that. I'm not going to yeah,
1: do that. Yeah,
2: good luck with that.
1: Man, you just reminded me of something. Because I, I have a pretty big record collection, but it used to be a lot bigger. And I used to have all these 78s, which some people listening might not know what a 78 is. It's a real breakable, almost glass record that was out before the 33 RPM. And, God, they didn't even warp. They would just break. And I was going through my grandmother's attic one time, and I found a case full of all the first Elvis Presley Sun records on oh, 78. Wow. <clears throat> with That's All Right Mama and Blue Moon of Kentucky and mm-hmm. all of them, all of those first records. And the way that they got there on the Eastern Shore was when Sam Phillips cut those records with Elvis they didn't have a big distribution deal. They weren't a big record label. And so what he would do is he would hire guys to take boxes of those records and get in a car and just go drive and go hit, like, soda shops and, you know, places where they – armories where they would have dances and anywhere where teenagers would congregate. And he would sell those records. He would play them on a little record player in the car or whatever, and then he would sell those to the teenagers yeah. there that would congregate. And so that's where probably my Aunt Joyce bought these Elvis records for next to nothing in the mid-50s. And they sat there at my grandmother's house until I got them when I was you know a kid. And they, they stayed in my collection for many years. So at one point, I was in Virginia Beach, and I had gotten on to collecting Three Stooges stuff. And this friend of mine, who I'll tell you guys some crazy stories about later, he was a show promoter named Ronnie, and he put me onto this record store that he said these guys get in three stooges stuff and you've probably got some stuff they want. I was like, Great. So I went in there and I started talking to the guy and I I was he did have a couple three stooges things that I traded him some stuff for and I said, You know what? I might have some things that we could make a, a bigger trade on. He had some old stuff from the Who, too, that I traded him for. So for some reason, I traded him all of my old Elvis 78s, the original sun pressings on... No!
2: Yeah. Yeah. But what'd you trade for?
1: <laughs> well, I ended up getting boxes and boxes and boxes of Who stuff, but the big coup out of those Elvis 78s that right now are worth six seven eight hundred a thousand dollars a piece because they were in perfect condition still in the original sleeves the big coup was a box of three stooges vhs tapes
2: oh dear god
1: (laughs) (laughs) and when i moved here all those years Uh. later when i moved to greensboro moved from virginia beach to dc then to greensboro i found my record case with the 78s and i had done a card catalog in it and in the front was the listing of all the Elvis records, and I was like, "Oh my God, I need to get those out and you know frame those or do something special with those." And I flipped to the place they were supposed to be, and they weren't there. And I was like, "What in the world is going on here?" And then after a little bit of thinking about it, I remembered, "Oh my God, I traded those to Mike and Ralph for a box of VHS tapes." They're you need gone. to turn
2: in your Elvis Presley fan club card. You are not allowed to be a super fan anymore.
3: You know, yeah. though, at the time, it's hard because at the time you're thinking this is – do you ever really think the monetary value of something when you're collecting – like, did yeah. you think about how much it was worth
1: when you were making that transaction? Probably not. At like- that time, no, because I wasn't – that was at a time where I wasn't as into Elvis at that moment. You know, I was big into the Three Stooges and I was into the Who. I was in a bit of an Elvis lull. You know, obviously the Elvis came back and now I own his hair and mirror and
2: (laughs) and all that stuff.
1: See, and that's what's interesting. And I think that stuff kind of does
3: come back around. And, you know, you can kick yourself and say, shoot, I should have done or should have. But, you know, you didn't know at the time and there's nothing you can do. I think it's the same thing as people when they go to like, I don't know, when they find something like that at like a thrift shop or at Goodwill or at a yard sale, like that moment where someone didn't realize what they had. You, you know? My
2: problem has been more um, like out of desperation where I've sold CDs or some kind of thing that I'm like, why did I sell that? That was like, you know, so, uh, certain things that I had, I had the um, open up and say ah cover that had the actual tri- tribal guy on it that they decided was too scary looking and they banned him. Mm-hmm. I had that. But then I went and sold it because I needed money more than I needed to keep that. And now I'm like, dang it, I ha- might have more money if I had just kept it.
3: Well, you know, it's it's so stupid. But I mean, on a similar thing, I think I told you all before, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I went on a rampage trying to find this specific Xbox game. Yes. So it was like Xbox 360. It was the last college football game that they made. They don't they didn't make it anymore after that. And so every other video game, if you go to resell it, it's like five dollars. Thanks for coming out. You know, you spent sixty, but forget about it. This one has doubled in value because it was the last one. And that took me forever to find it. And then I just kick myself. I'm like, who knows what else I had that I sold throughout the years, at least yeah. for video games. Like I remember I used to have the original Xbox and we went into one of those stores and it's not like that's worth a lot, but at the same time, nostalgia. My kid was like, oh my god, dad, look, an original Xbox. You know, like, no, that's nothing. I yeah. had all the Nintendo stuff. Like that what was the video game we were talking about the other day? Uh, the unopened Mario Brothers? Yeah, it was a Mario Brothers for hundred grand. Exactly. Oh, like What? We've at one point, I think throughout our entire lifetime, all of us have had our hands on something. Ridiculously valuable, but we
1: didn't know it because it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be valuable for another 40 years. Yeah. And the other thing is you don't even know the stuff that you throw away. Like I've catch myself often where I've got two hands full of stuff. One hand is just some wet paper towels and the other hand is something really good. And I go to the trash can and both hands are putting stuff in the trash can and I catch myself and I think, wow, how many times have I actually thrown away something great because there's stuff that I can't find for years. Like, I mean, for instance, Little Rascals movie poster that I know I had that is gone or my easy release cheese knife, which is (laughs) gone. I mean, that broke my heart. And those dang little... (laughs) Uh, personal museums that I bought that had like a piece of the Wright Brothers plane in it and a Revolutionary War bullet and a piece of the Great Wall of China. It had all this stuff in it and I had two of them. I bought one for me, one for a gift. I opened the package, I looked at it, I thought "Hmm, this is a little smaller than I thought. I've never seen it again.
2: I have moved so many times that I am very bad about Trying to clean out stuff and end up cleaning out things I don't mean to. Yeah, I actually gave my high school cheerleading sweater to Goodwill.
1: Didn't mean to. Huh? Didn't mean to. No,
2: no, I didn't mean to. I would have. I wanted. I'm. I'm a memorabilia person. I wanted to keep that. And for some strange reason, I was like, well, I don't wear that. I don't need it. And it's not to wear, it's to keep. And for yeah. some reason, I'm to this day, that was like early 90s. And to this day, I'm still kicking myself.
3: Mm-hmm. I've only got a few of those things still kicking around. And for the most part, I kind of did the same thing. Last couple moves, whittled out a bunch of stuff. There's still a couple things at my folks' house. But, you know, the one thing I haven't gone back through in a while is I still have a big box of baseball cards. And not that any of them were all that, Probably valuable, and I I don't even know if there's still a big market for baseball cards now. I mean, other than if you find a signed Babe Ruth card you didn't know you had. No, there's still some. Well, I still have a box of them, so at some point maybe I'll sit down with one of those stupid uh, guidebooks and see if I got anything worth anything. But those (laughs)
1: guidebooks are useless. Go through, go on eBay, or don't don't start off at like one of those non sports card stores because you know they're those guys will be like, yeah, I'll give you twenty dollars if that'll help you out.
3: Yeah, you know. I gotta, I gotta pull it. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, that's like your thing with the, um, like the pawn guys and the American pickers. Is like, you know, it's like when you come across something, they know exactly what it is, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean, it sure it looks like an antique musket that might have actually been used by George Washington, but I don't think it is. It's <laughs> probably crap. I'll just give you five well, bucks, and they're like, well, okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'll take it off your hands. I'll yeah. throw it in the trash for you for five bucks if you want. Hey, did you tell me? That you have never made sweet tea, oh yeah, <laughs> no, I've never made sweet tea.
2: really? never in your life?
1: No, no. you don't
2: like it though.
3: I'm not I, I'm not as much of a fan like I, I would get it at Bojangles every once in a while or like my we would always get it at first Carolina deli because you get free refills on the sweet tea but not on the sodas. Did so. you
2: ever have it before you moved to the south? No.
3: And no okay. what's, what's even funnier is when my parents come to visit me and they're asking about tea. That's my favorite.
2: <laughs> like Well
3: What do you want, Yankee Yankee folk?
2: Well, that's the thing. Um Although in Indiana, like my mom drank unsweet tea, my neighbor who I used to go play with, you know, their daughter all the time and sometimes got to stay for supper, they made sweet tea and it was amazing. So I've had it before I moved here.
1: Yeah, it was a staple. You know, my mom made it and we didn't have sodas. We were very, very rarely had any soda in the house and- people would get mad at me about it like we'd we'd go to my house after being out playing and we'd get something to drink and it would always be tea and they'd be like god why can't we have high c why can't we have (laughs) coke why can't we have a check cola (laughs) yeah like well that's all we got is tea and my mom made that sweet tea and i I bet you she made that every day or two because we drank it every meal you know it was always sweet tea and as a result I don't drink it anymore. I've made it a couple of times throughout life because I had somebody over who wanted it or whatever, but it's not something that occurs to me anymore because I had all my sweet tea growing up. I had all (laughs) I'm ever going to drink. But it was was definitely a, a science to it. You know, there's a video out online now of a girl making sweet tea and it's just ridiculous
2: <laughs> oh somebody needs to just just shake her she has no idea what she's talking about the funniest thing about the video it's actually on our facebook page but there is a guy from the south who's critiquing the video and he's like nope no nope.
3: <laughs> you got a boiled bag why no, no no boil the bag <laughs>
2: Yeah, Yeah. so that is the thing. Although I, I learned before, but I never made it a lot. But now that I live with a man and his son who are Southerners who love sweet tea, I had to learn how his mom makes it so that I was doing it right. And you've got to boil the water and then drop the tea bags in and keep it boiling for 10 more minutes. And then you put it in the thing and then you put two cups of sugar in there and then you add some water and mix it all up.
1: Well, I remember it sitting in the saucepan. I remember it boiling and then sitting in the saucepan to steep you for longer. You could sit there
2: longer than 10 minutes, yeah, yeah. 10 minutes works.
1: Yeah, it would sit there longer, and then it would go into a great big, like, gallon jug. And I remember yeah. my grandmother making it in a jar outside in the summertime making mm-hmm. sun tea quite a lot. Yes, often, my mom too. made
2: sun tea all the time. We did that, too, but then
3: for some reason we missed the sugar step.
2: No. No, my mom <laughs> don't my mom just drank tea with lemon. And it was sun tea. You sat it out there in the pitcher and and it sat there all day and it made tea and then you poured it in a glass and you drank it. There was no sugar.
1: Well, What's remember, funny is
3: your friends complaining about the drink, bra, but you know, yeah. I guarantee there was more sugar in that tea than there was in any of those things combined. <laughs> oh my god. If
1: you <laughs> ever spilled that if you ever spilled that tea, the number of bugs that would spend <laughs> their last days stuck in that Sticky slide of that man. Or, like, my room was kind of a mess, understatement, when I was a kid. And sometimes there'd be a cup or two with a little bit of tea left in it. The crazy fermentation, the giant furry mold that would end up in a glass of sweet tea in your room if you let that sit because of the sugar in it. It was unbelievable. It's amazing. Any of us kids who grew up in the South have any teeth. It's true. teeth and feet there you go <laughs> we're lucky hey look check my teeth check my feet still got them got the sugars oh <laughs> uh, yeah
3: we no not so much we didn't we didn't we didn't well, get what was that
1: it? okay you're up north you were in in new hampshire so you guys were drinking your moxie weren't you were you having a nice moxie at the end of the day uh,
2: man i don't i don't remember i don't remember
3: well, there
1: being anything like I did have Maddie's-
3: go-to
2: Maddie said that mom, his mom didn't buy junk food or any kind of cere- oh, yeah, you know, we sugary cereals sugar, yeah. and things like that. So now in my house, we had Cokes, but we, it, it, that was like a treat. You know, we didn't with with supper, we had to drink milk or water or something like that. But we did have sodas. We had Cokes. We had high C. I loved high C. Mm
1: hmm. Did, what, did you have the one where you had to poke the hole in the can at the top? Oh,
2: heck yeah. Of course, yeah. it had that metal taste. <laughs> it was awesome.
3: Oh, <laughs> the thing where you had to d- notch it on both sides?
1: Yeah. yeah. See so yes. so you
2: and give then it go an over to hole. a friend's
1: house and you're like, oh man, he's got high C. I'm going to get to have some high C. And then he'd stand in the fridge and drink it out of the can and you're like, okay, never <laughs> mind.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, was that a problem? We drank it out of the can. We did shared. Ever,
3: did you ever get the spout that you could put into the hole?
2: No. no. Like the oil can?
3: <laughs> See, he's, he's rich. like that. I, no, we didn't. I Rockefeller over just, here. I saw that somewhere. No, Those we are for that oil either. cans. I think we <laughs> don't had juicy. Was not juicy juice a thing? I think we had yes, that. Yeah, was. that
1: was later, though. I think that was later. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Oh, my God. And then do you know what the next big discovery was? When they put that lemony tea in a can. Oh. Ugh. That Lipton tea in a can?
2: It's not Ooh. right.
3: No. Oh, it's so good. See, I am all about. If I see what is it, brisk, whatever is that? What it is? I can't remember if that's the name of it. The one where you would fall back into it, and it would be you would be a pool.
2: That
1: was a nest-y the, the nasty plunge. plunge. Plunge, yeah, oh, man. That's the jam. Let me let me give you a combo to try. And okay. it's best if you if you have this after picking uh, sweet potatoes, but you don't <laughs> have to. Okay. But what you want is a can of that lemony tea and a little sack of smoked almonds. Woo, that is a combo right there. Wow. Do yourself a favor. Try that and take a kid fishing. That's about <laughs> all the time we have for this week. Okay, Charlie, do then. you have any parting thoughts? Thanks, There's Papa.
2: nothing wrong with drinking straight out of the can.
1: All right, Lips, what about you, Maddie? <laughs> make,
3: <laughs> make sure don't throw anything away, don't open anything, take all the new toys, keep them wrapped cuz in all 40 right. years they might be worth 10 bucks 10 bucks more
1: yeah (laughs) think twice before you make a trade or throw anything away for sure and we'll see you next time be sure to share and like and tell your friends to download this thing a few hundred times because we'd love to do it again next time bye-bye bye Bye. (sighs)
0: spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact